0: This podcast should not be considered as medical or legal advice. If you are looking for such advice, then do contact a professional. But please find someone that has a brain and can think critically about what's going on in the world today. This is the Collective Resistance Podcast with your hosts, Leo and Fabiola. We will be discussing why we find ourselves resisting the narratives of the common collective, as well as why the common collective resists new information.
1: So this is, you know, the vaccine, little lipid nanoparticle has a gene sequence, goes into your cell, your cell expresses protein, and then your body makes an antibody to that cell. And then in the laboratory, now, a cell that may have that spike protein in it, or on its surface, will make a little tag antibody that will bind to it, and then we make it glow with different chromogens. And so here- So, so
2: you get kind of a dye that when it sees spike protein, it, it lights up. It binds and then it lights up, okay. exactly. So Got that's
1: it. how we can tell it's there, okay. present or not present. We can do with this with thousands of different proteins in the human body.
0: Okay. Fabiola.
3: Hey, Leo. How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you?
0: Good. We're a little late getting the episode out this week. But, we uh,
3: are. It's a heady episode. <laughs>
0: took a little bit yeah. of uh, of research.
3: Yeah, it took a little bit of research, um, and it, it, we kind of come full circle with how we started this podcast. When we started the podcast, we wanted to basically uh, get our voice out on the injustice and the... Scientific fraud happening around the pandemic that was back in 2020, the other thing that we knew that was coming down the pike and the whole reason for this pandemic, not the whole reason, but one of the main reasons for it was to push a new vaccine with this new mRNA technology. And in one of the episodes, we had a clip of Dr. Sears kind of explaining how this mRNA technology that's... I remember that. Everybody's talking about, right? So it's not just the COVID shot is the first one, but there's all kinds of other vaccines in the pipeline uh, to help people with diabetes, cancer, I mean, to help in quotes, right? But the premise of this mRNA technology was what? So, these injections, which a lot of people did not want to call them vaccines because they didn't directly create an immune response. The immune response came from this mechanism where this you would inject these PEG, PEG, particles that would encapsulate this mRNA sequence and the whole idea was that our cells then would welcome this particle in they would unpack the ribosomes unpack this mRNA read the recipe and start producing the spike protein there apparently was the protein around the COVID virus if you have been listening to this episode... You're, and you're
0: using pretty hard air quotes <laughs> yes. when you say that.
3: <laughs> if you have not listening to this podcast, you know that we explore in depth well, I, the fraud I, I, around how the COVID virus was never found in nature. Well, I,
0: I liked your, your example yesterday when you were telling me about the camps. You, oh,
3: you were, you were the saying, different camps? Well, we'll get there. Okay, Let's okay, not okay, get okay. too ahead of yourself. Oh, man. Leo is just a... <laughs> His brain is just really fast. It's a very intelligent individual. So let's back up a bit
0: and I talk about I feel Texas. like you're being facetious.
3: I am not, <laughs> actually. I'm not. Otherwise, I wouldn't be your partner. Uh, but anyway, so we explore the fraud of how COVID virus or this mRNA, this. Uh, RNA sequence that supposedly is the virus does not exist in nature. It's only existence in silica, which means... In a computer. In a computer. Simulation. In a computer. So then they come up with this mRNA recipe to get yourselves to create these spike proteins... But in reality, this episode is really to demystify this whole thing. And here's the deal. We're not saying by any means, by dismystifying that these shots, this mRNA technology does not work. We don't mean that these shots are not toxic as heck, okay? They are toxic. They <laughs> wreak havoc in your body, they create all kinds of allergic reactions you're not
0: you're not just injecting saline
3: <laughs> you are not just injecting saline again my suspicions that some people that received these shots that did not have reactions maybe they were getting placebo. saline or placebo uh, because the test subjects were the population that you know, either agreed, went willingly to get the shots, or were coerced to get the shots. But we are just here to clarify that this technology does not work the way that's advertised. Okay, and this is this shot is just the first one; is the tip of the iceberg. But we got some camps going on, just as we do with the virus, right? So we have the whole idea that two camps of the virus are uh, the virus comes from a bat that wasn't some fair some animal it was wild in a animal cave, market yeah. or some cave and then this broke out in Woodhunch, China. This is one of the camps. A lot of people ate that theory right up.
0: Plandemic yeah. camp. Which you know, Although we don't
3: know the plandemic camp is the camp that says that this virus was engineered. Oh,
0: that's the other camp. That's the other so camp. So
3: there's these two camps which are basically two sides of the same Same coin because it's both a fraud because, again, as we have several episodes, if you want to go back to, we explore FOIA requests, we explore uh, the science in detail of how these do not, I mean, nobody has proved that they exist in nature. And the same thing goes for the mRNA technology. And what are the two camps in this technology? One says that it works wonderful, just as designed. Your cells would take the mRNA instructions in, and they would start producing the spike protein. And then the other camp says, "Hey, um, these the spike protein." Oh. The one camp says that your immune system will react and then you will recognize when you get the virus in and then you'll be protected. The other camp says, oh, your cells are going to make the spike protein now. They're going to be toxic and they'll cause autoimmune issues. So there's these two camps, right? Again, both missing the side coin. of the same coin. coin because there's no such thing. So let's go ahead. Oh, did I say who that was in that clip? That was Del Big Tree interviewing Ryan Cole. He's a pathologist, a you know, medical doctor. And he was kinda explaining and shame on Dell for this, right? Because he was he's on the bandwagon, you know, spreading. What he says is truth, but in reality is misinformation. So they were basically in that interview. We're gonna put it in the show notes; you can watch for yourself. Explaining how you can see with Luciferase, which is the glowing tag he just talked about, that tags to the quote-unquote spike protein and shows how they go all over the body. Uh, But kind of saying that your cells are producing it, which is in reality. In this episode, we're going to explore. That it's not true. Yes, may, this this proteins or this mRNA might be all over the body, but it's not being produced by yourselves. So go ahead, Leo, and play the second
0: clip. Do you need to, Do you need to stage it in any way? Clip.
3: Well, we're just exploring. The second clip is Dr. Cowan talking to an Italian microbiologist. His name is Stefano Scoglio. He's a top expert in microbiology in Italy, and one of the most prestigious microbiologists over there and best known critic of the corona policy. He's the author of the book, No Pandemic, From False Science to Greatest Scam in History. And what they are basically exploring uh, in this interview, which we're going to play several clips from it, is the question, do we know that the spike proteins comes from a virus, number one? Which you guys already know the answer. You've been listening to the podcast long enough. And two, do these injections actually get yourselves to make the spike protein? So go ahead, Leo. Play All right, let's do it. Clip.
2: You can inject a person with a synthetic mRNA, and it, that will result in that mRNA getting into the cell and making that recipient produce spike proteins, which will, they say, uh, give you immunity, or or you'll make antibodies against that spike protein. And the sort of COVID dissenters or the vaccine dissenters, they say that spike protein that you make acts as a toxin. So those are the two different opinions. One is that the, the making the spike protein is a good thing. And the other saying making the spike protein is a bad thing, but yeah. both agree that you're going to make spike protein. Right, right, right. And what we're uh, particularly you and I a hundred percent agree with you, of course, is there is no evidence, even for that, that step is actually true. That's the, that's the problematic step, not, right. Not what happens to the spike protein after it's made.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing happens
2: after it's made because it's not made.
4: It's not made, yeah. And not only does all the literature before, but, you know, there's also proof afterwards of that. So it's actually, it's not just that there's no proof that that happens, meaning the mRNA enters, goes into the ribosomes, and the ribosomes are instructed to produce the spike protein. Not only there's no proof that that happens, there's actually a strong proof that doesn't happen because, as I said, all the literature are claiming these five factors. And the five factors are uh, extracellular ribonucleases. Those are enzymes that attack any foreign genetic material and actually you know, they attack you immediately after you inject it. L- assuming that it survives, I, I actually make a very s- simple uh, numerical example. They inject 30 microliters of, of uh, mRNA, OK, of, let's say. Now, let's say that half of it survives the attack of the ribonucle- exter- extracellular ribonucleases. Now they have to enter the cell. The- these people here, researchers, are saying, This is supposed to happen uh, through uh, what is called endocytosis, meaning the...
2: Let's actually uh, just break this down. So the first problem with that theory is we have enzymes called endonucleases,
4: which which digest the
2: RNA before it even has a chance to get in the cell.
4: Yes, absolutely. As soon as you inject it, it's attacked by the ribonucleases, which degrade the mRNA okay okay that's, that's why okay
2: yeah
4: so and then let's say you know it's 50% survives that you know just as an hypothesis it has to get into the cell and that that's done with what is called endocytosis meaning the cell is supposed to make some kind of kind of invagination you know yeah. uh, where it brings in the lipids right now this you find in the literature. people or uh, researcher were saying yes in theory that's true, but very often um, endocytosis actually turns into exocytosis, meaning the cell makes an invagination to keep it out, okay? So let's assume that this is the second uh, hurdle, okay? And let's assume that, you know, half of it, 7.5 milligrams at this point, enter the cell, okay? Okay, now- so
2: the second second problem is they postulate there's this process called endocytosis that will bring it in. But A, there's no proof that that happens. And B, if there is evidence that it happens in the reverse, which means there's exocytosis, which means it actually brings the whatever RNA out of the cell, not into the cell.
4: Exactly. So let's assume that we're down to 7.5 micrograms entering the cells, which we'll see that doesn't even happen that for the fifth and most important element. But let's assume that uh, all the researchers agree that there's a, a system inside the cell, which is called endos- of endosome lysosomes Okay, that attack, degrade, and expel more than 98% of whatever enters. You find this in the literature, Gilleron that actually studied this and concluded with everybody agreeing this, that endosome-lysosome system attacks, degrades, and expels more than 98% of whatever enters. So this is the third big, big problem, okay?
2: Okay, so the third one is uh, assuming, which is not actually proven, that some of this uh, mRNA enters the cell. It is uh, 98% of it or so is actually degraded by enzymes within the cell whose right. job it is is to essentially surveil and get rid of this foreign genetic material
4: exactly now let's assume you've got like less than 1 microgram still there in the cell because it survives this attack of endosome lysosome there's the fourth element which has which are endocellular ribonucleases the same enzymes that degrade uh, foreign genetic material outside of the cell, are also inside the cell, and dispose of whatever left very easily.
2: Got it. So we have a fourth uh, principle, which is, <laughs> in the unlikely event it survived the first three, we actually have the same degrading enzymes in our cells to get rid of these foreign RNA particles in our cells.
4: Exactly. And now we come to the real situation, which is the fifth element quoted by this, this scientific literature. And that is the fact that these uh, mRNA, synthetic mRNA and synthetic lipids are supposed to be uh, highly immunogenic. Okay, In fact, so much so that they're called self-adjuvant. In other words, whereas in ordinary vaccines, they put aluminum, let's say. Why do they put aluminum? Because if you take that, uh, uh, whatever they call virus, which is that, uh, you know, uh, blame
2: cellular debris. Yes.
4: Yeah, there are debris blamed that they, where they put the liquid of the patient into uh, a cell culture and, and then they freeze it or whatever and whatever is there. So the problem is if you inject that into someone, that's probably pretty disgusting material, but it's not toxic enough. To uh, raise any immune response. So, uh, since all the game of the vaccines is to, incre- to show that there is an immune response for whatever reason, okay, then they put a poison in it, aluminum, so the immune right. system is actually forced to respond. And they say, ah, see, sí, through fake uh, antibody tests, but this is another topic that we may discuss some other time, you know, and then they, they say, oh, see, it works. Now, for this mRNA and synthetic lipids, they say, no, Oh, we don't need to put any aluminum. They're as bad as aluminum in themselves. They call it highly inflammatory, deniginous, uh, cancer carcinogenic. Uh, they generate uh, blood clots. Uh, they generate autoimmune response uh lipodystrophy i mean there's a whole bunch of things that are attributed to this this very toxic material so they say they're so highly immunogenic that they sell self-adjuvant and they add this creates a problem the problem is we don't know what is the the good dose because if you put too little a dose so as not to irritate too much the immune system it's too too small doesn't do anything if you do if you put a dose that may actually do something Uh, That is so much irritating for the immune system that as soon as you inject it, the immune system attacks it, degrades it, and explodes it into, you know, thousands, tens of thousands of particles around the body. And that's exactly what happens.
0: Okay.
3: So basically, anybody that talks about spike proteins and embraces the story, you know, diffused by Big Pharma that we are here to do to teach yourselves how to produce this new the new protein that your immune system is going to recognize and, and respond to and respond to i mean either way you spin this these different uh ideas uh they sound pretty scary <laughs> you know they, <laughs> your cells are going to be producing some stuff and then your immune system's going to be attacking it i mean then you may cause an autoimmune issue but what he's saying basically is that god's design of the human body like these like these stuff there's no way this stuff is getting to the cell first of all if it was getting into the cell I mean, he gave five different you know reasons why but if it was getting into the cells these for example the japanese study that was put out and they're going to talk about this put out uh, through a FOIA request, has found these particles all over the body, like all over specifically in the spleen, the ovaries, the liver, some specific organs, and other areas of the body. So If your cells had actually metabolized this stuff, I mean, you wouldn't see very much of it, you know, it just would have been broken down. So what he says, basically, there's no way your cells are letting that garbage in because they have an amazing system that prevents these foreign toxins from getting in.
0: I thought that was interesting. They were talking the elements and they made it all the way up to the fifth element. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, (laughs) well, no, I mean, if you remember the movie, the fifth element, you know, it was the monkeys. Is
3: that a monkey
0: movie? No, 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 no. This is the one with Bruce Willis and uh, Chris Tucker. No, there were no monkeys.
5: I think there
0: were no you're thinking of 12 monkeys with uh, brad Pitt which which has which does have overtones of you know the virus and everything like that but uh no this is a different one i'll, I'll let it slide because it's it's a rabbit hole but where where uh uh do you want to go with that because they want to roll this technology out like you said on all these other it's vaccines all,
3: it's all fake so that's what I'm trying to say, and that's why I think this is important to know, that this technology is basically 100% propaganda. And as Scalia was explaining, it's in the literature. It's in the literature. Pfizer knew it. Moderna knew it. Who else is the other? AstraZeneca knew. They all knew it. And the scary part about it, everybody was like, oh, these vaccines, yeah, they're different than the regular vaccines they did They don't have adjuvants. So they don't create that immune reaction so that they can say by their standards that they're actually working just because you got an immune reaction from it. And instead of saying, okay, are they protective or not protective, they're just looking for an immune reaction. They don't work as designed and they don't need adjuvants because. Adjuvants is super toxic, as he was saying, right? But this stuff is, like, even more toxic. You don't even need to throw the aluminum and the mercury in it to make it to make your immune system react. And the other thing, too, is why don't they isolate the stem spike protein? Right. Like, none of these studies have isolated... But there them. are
0: pictures, Fabi.
3: I know. It's <laughs> like there are pictures of unicorns, Santa <laughs> Claus... Uh, so they could, they have the technology to do it. Why don't they do it? So to prove, let's say that their theory is correct and that you are somehow magically producing the spike protein, they use antibody tests. And we talked about antibody. Yeah, tests. we did. We had that
0: we episode, the breakdown about, of the uh-huh. antibody paradigm. Yeah, yeah,
3: we talked about the PCR test, antibody test. So antibodies, they're going. He's going to explain this next next clip. They are universal. Okay. there's like there's there's no distinguishing. Yeah, yeah. there's no distinguishing what they're fighting. They're just fighting the foreign toxin that's coming in. So let's play the next clip. So he's going to explain that to us.
2: In other words, um, as you say, with normal, quote, normal vaccines, they put basically uh, the results of cell cultures allegedly uh, produced at some point in the process, with some unpurified stuff from somebody with measles or chickenpox, right. and even though nobody in their right mind would want to inject that into themselves or their ch- child, uh, it still doesn't produce enough of a reaction that you can find these uh, repair proteins, is what I call them, called antibodies. And right. so you have to actually put. More poison in them, like aluminum and mercury and all kinds of stuff, so that you actually get more degradation and that makes your body try to make more neutralizing proteins called antibodies, which are entirely nonspecific entirely exactly,
4: exactly. absolutely now,
2: with with this disgusting stuff, they say, and I think attempt to demonstrate that. You don't have to put all that aluminum and mercury and all that stuff, because that stuff itself is toxic enough that it will cause a severe inflammatory reaction, at least in some people or a lot of people. And that's going to do enough damage to provoke this, you know, antibody production response, which is what we think we're seeing.
4: Yeah, absolutely. Yes. And 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 so the point is, if that's true, and I think it's true and it's been proven, uh, that is true, that means all the, four, the the next steps are probably not necessary because the immune system attacks immediately this material and explodes it into, neutralizes it, exploding, not neutralizes, it doesn't neutralize it. It just explodes it into, you know, uh, an innumerable, innumerable number of particles in the body. The reason why I say, as it has been proven, is because there's only one study on the biodistribution of the Pfizer vaccine, which uh, I translated and attached to my book, which is uh, it's available in English, and of course has been used uh, with through misinterpretation by those who who want who don't want to admit what the study means. And that study looked. What did they do? They took uh, the they injected into the mice. The the fight the vaccine and then they codified two of the lipids, two types of of the lipids included in there with this uh, luciferase enzyme that it's actually uh, luminescent to see where it goes where it goes right into the body and what they found is that of that material that was injected for one type of uh, of uh, uh, lipid fifty percent was excreted unaltered, and the remaining 50% remained unaltered in the body and distributed in the body. For the other one, uh, only 17%, if I remember well, was excreted uh, uh, we excreted but altered, modified, meaning metabolized. But, yeah. the meta- but the metabolites that were produced were actually produced extracellularly, and that's why it be, it was excreted. Otherwise, if it was intracellular, it couldn't be excreted. It would be, right. be part of the cell, right? So, and the remaining again found, the, the, the remaining 82% found unaltered all over the body, all over the organs. Now, what uh, that unaltered means and why is key is because if the material enters the cell, of course, it's modified, right? Yes. It's degraded, it's modified, it's metabolized. So you wouldn't find it unaltered. And they found all of it except the one that was excreted and altered all over the organs of the body, mainly in four organs, which, we, which are the emuntory the organs, like, like uh, you know, liver, spleen, kidneys, and female ovaries. Those are the four organs where most of it was found. But it was found also in the brain, in the lungs, in the heart, uh, everywhere. Right. So this study. It's a, it's a complete confirmation of what I saw in the literature before. No chance of entering the cells. So these are just toxic bombs, essentially, that the body handles by trying to diffuse them, diffuse these bombs. Problem is that they go into all the organs are deposited there. And as, again, uh, an article in the literature claims, says, states, is that these particles are so small that so infinitesimal that it's very very difficult for the body to get rid of them, so they actually stay there and form a, a first layer of toxicity, and that's why when you do the second or the third, you know, you add the second layer of toxicity on the first, and it gets worse and worse.
2: Got it. So another, I think that the real message of that is, it's and and nobody should get us wrong. We're not saying these. "Quote injections are are safe or you know good for you God by me. no means. What we're saying is you don't need to make up an imaginary process of making spike proteins to account for every single toxic effect that is seen. the 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 known the known contents of these injections, the synthetic mRNA and the lipid particles." are now known to be toxic in and of themselves. That's all we need to know.
0: That's all we need to know.
3: They are toxic bombs. So let's break down what they were talking about a little bit. So the fairy tale here, the spike protein is toxic and generate harms. That is true. As you just heard in the in that clip. Uh, but it, the fairy tale is that it, it doesn't exist in nature, okay? In nature, there is no toxic spike protein. This was lab-made. It has never been found, never been isolated, never been found in the blood, okay? So these vaccines are toxic bombs, and the problem with mRNA and synthetic lipid particles, right, the the PEG that's around the uh, mRNA sequence, um, is that there's a a lot of papers and literature showing that they are the most toxic material existing today on the planet. They are inflammatory. They generate edema in all membranes. They generate the blood clots that people are seeing. They generate autoimmune reactions and lipodystrophy. which is a change of the subcutaneous fat tissue. There is a huge list of what uh, toxicology they can do to the body, as you know. If you look at theirs, you can see all types of different reactions. So anything that happens after this quote-unquote vaccination doesn't need at all a spike protein as, as a cause for, for all the reactions that you see. The mRNA, the synthetic lipids, are more than enough to explain these uh, reactions and the degradation of uh, the health of your body.
0: Can I ask a question? Of course. So you know, I, I'm just hearing these for the first time. You mm-hmm. know, so and maybe I misunderstood it. I know uh, Scolio's accent can be a little distracting yeah, sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so as he's saying, like, there's so much of. the... I mean, number one, if uh, we know that the the cells have these mechanisms we were talking about mm-hmm. to rid the body of of these uh, entities, but then secondly, uh, if there are so many of these, he he mentioned in in unaltered state, if mm-hmm. the body was producing them, mm-hmm. then they would, be, they would be altered.
3: No, if the body, if the cells were actually taking them in and metabolizing them to produce the spike protein or whatever, these materials that they're finding, they wouldn't be in, a, first of all, they wouldn't be excreted whole, as he's saying. And second of all, you wouldn't find them stored in the organs whole. Okay. Right. They would be broken down.
0: Right. Right. Okay. Gotcha. So, and, 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 so, so, so what they're saying though is that th- this is all coming in from the injection.
3: It's all coming in from the injection. Your body's not doing anything. And, exactly.
0: and then these subsequent shots are just, as he mentioned, there's a first layer of toxicity. Then you're just layering upon layer of mm-hmm. toxicity as mm-hmm. you get the second, third, mm-hmm. fourth shot.
3: Yeah, and it's as he said, it's extremely hard for the body to. Excrete because they're so small. Wash them out because yeah, because they're so small they get stored in the in the organs, as he was saying. So the injections um, they cannot even be called vaccines. <laughs> We've say that since the beginning because first of all, no vaccine protects you of anything, right? As first, they intoxicate you, and second, they're just toxic bombs. So they don't protect. It's a, just a big fat lie. If you're thinking they protect, it might be your mind, you know, works of your mind. And second, they're toxic bonds. And as I said earlier, the manufacturers already knew that, which begs the question, why in the world are they injecting this into people? Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So then um, you're talking about the Im- immunogenicity, right? The, to- the-, the reaction
0: that might be, and that might be a new word for a lot of people. So, mm-hmm. immunogenicity Genicity
3: is how much your immune system actually responds. reacts okay. and responds to. You know, that's called immunogenicity when your immune system is reacting to it. So, immun immunogenic immunogenic means able to irritate the immune system so much that your immune system reacts very violently, and you know. As we saw people on full rashes, we saw people uh, swelling, we saw people passing out,
0: seizures, <laughs>
3: seizures, yeah. uh, you know, motor dysfunction, and as vares has um, um, reported, you know, there's there were many deaths yeah. from these toxic bonds. So immunogenicity basically means highly toxic, Right. right? Your body's reacting to the toxin. And because the reaction is the measurement of how effective a vaccine is, in reality, that doesn't mean that your body will translate that into protection. It means your body would just react to the toxicity. And it's so highly toxic that uh, as soon as you inject in the site, your body will start reacting right away, and and then it will explode these into this million of nanoparticles everywhere, and that's what he was talking about. The study, that's the Japanese study, it was done by the Japanese government uh, in conjunction with Pfizer, and Pfizer tried to secret uh, to. To make the study secret, but it was released through a Freedom of Act. Um, Information Act, yeah. Freedom of Information Act. Um, and this mRNA, as, as we're talking about, we use, they call a recombinant, right? Because it's, uh, it's lab-made. Again, does not enter the cells. And the study shows that very well because they found all these nanoparticles whole in the body or they were excreted. Um, let me see what else we can say about this. We, know, we already said it's toxic. And we know the spike protein existing is only made in the lab, is not made by your body. So the, this is the biggest takeaway. Okay, the spike protein is made in the lab, is not made by your body, and a discussion now he is going to talk they're going to talk a little bit more about the antibody testing and explain how there's no way for you to really tell with any vaccine or with any uh, quote-unquote disease if you have antibodies to the disease okay this is not a thing. So I remember when I started a new job, they wanted to draw my blood. I'm in, you know, the clinical space. They wanted to see if I was protected by, I don't know, chickenpox or whatever else. And so um, they call me back and say, well, you seem like you need the chickenpox vaccine tell me because your your titers are low on that and I was like well no I don't need those I had chickenpox as a child thank you very much now leave me alone well in reality there's no way for you to tell so this whole thing about you having to travel and having to do these ridiculous tasks they're positive and negative we already talked about that in other episodes it's Completely fraudulent, stupid for you to give your money away. Just like the, the whole thing with the TSA. To this day, they harass you at the airport.
0: The nine eleven tax.
3: The nine eleven tax. tax. Uh, and basically just to scam you and to take control over you. Mm-hmm. That's why that's done. So let's go ahead and play the next clip where they will talk about the antibody test and explain how quote, unquote, antibodies actually um, are characterized in function.
2: Let me see if I can uh, get the fraud thing right. So what they do to test for antibodies, they take one specific protein and then assay for antibodies. That allows them to claim that those antibodies are specific against only that antigen or that toxin or that protein but the reality is if they put 10 different antigens they you would probably get an antibody reaction to all 10 of them yeah. in which case in the antibodies would be indistinguishable and so you can't so that demonstrates that there is no antibody specificity and in fact i happen to know of a, i don't remember the name of the journal but it's a neurology journal that the editor has uh, said that he will not accept any papers that are based on antibody specificity, because the whole thing is basically a fraud.
4: Exactly. You uh, know the so, uh, an interesting an interesting joke is that uh, uh, when I told this uh, uh, some guy from a health authorities uh, from a lab of a health authorities, and I said that you know the, what the answer was. Oh well, if you test for five different antigens and is positive for all five, it means it has all five diseases. <laughs> I mean, so you know whatever whatever you say or you do, you know, they they
2: yeah
4: they, they do
2: right. I
4: I'm not that be I, I think I remember another <laughs> yes.
0: conversation that's like well oh, yeah. it
3: was our other episode that we're talking about antibodies and the immune system. So basically what they're saying that if you wanna be a proper scientist and you want to use this antibody test okay and if you want to show that it is specific for this spike protein let's say with all a bunch of studies are saying that they are and we got to read the methods of these studies to to catch on to the fraud then you can just test it together with other toxins Just like we talk about the the culture and the virus. I mean, if this particle that you're saying that's coming out is the thing that's causing the uh, cytopathic effect, then let's go ahead and see if it does, if the same thing happens when you do a control without all these toxic, you know, this toxic soup. So they're saying the same thing, pass it together with other toxins and see if it is actually specific to that or if it responds to all, let's say, 5, 10 toxins, or how many toxins they're putting in the concoction, which is exactly what will happen because antibodies are universal. So if they were not, if if they were specific, let's say if they were specific, we wouldn't have just 10 different ones, 10 different antibodies, we Well, actually not 10, five, I'm sorry. Five different antibodies. The only ones that are tested are usually the IgG and the IgM, right? But I mean, if you have a plethora of diseases and you were saying there are specific antibodies to it, then there should be tens of thousands of different ones. So how come we only have five? How can you say well, it's specific? Well, we
0: don't want to answer that, okay? Because <laughs> that's an uncomfortable question, okay? So if we can just deflect over here, look, squirrel.
3: <laughs> yeah, squirrel, squirrel. <laughs> so in reality, what they're supposed to do is take the serum from a patient, let's say, which has a lot of antibodies because this person has been vaccinated right, if they're trying to test the efficacy of the vaccine, of actually protecting you from this virus or this protein or whatever, um, Then you go ahead and uh, they were injected with toxic material. The immune system has reacted, let's say, by generating a lot of antibodies. So you take the serum with a lot of antibodies. Then you do a proper test to see if it's specific. You take it and you put it in touch with the spike protein, with aluminum, with the original mRNA, the different toxins. And if it only responds to the spike protein, then you can say it's specific but that's not what they're doing. They're just basically tagging in the body with luciferous to see if it shows up anywhere. And then magically, miraculously, they make up the story. Oh, yeah, your cells are are making it look, your immune system is attacking it. And that's the story when in reality...
0: We've inspired your immune system to protect your body. (laughs) It couldn't do it on its own.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And in reality, basically, you're just injecting yourself with toxins and yeah... They're there, right? Because you just injected them in there. And then you're saying that that's protective because your immune system is reacting? I don't think
0: so. Now, I remember, um, because you you might be listening to this, and it's like, "Well, well, I don't understand. I mean, first of all, I think a lot of people don't even know that this is not standard vaccine technology. I think I, I think that was something that I was uh, I was a little bit um, ignorant about. You know, as I talked to people at work and and around, I mean, they didn't even they don't even understand that this is a new technology that's never been done before. Now, some people know, uh, it, it, but but I mean, I didn't realize how few people actually knew. And and uh, uh, the reason I say that is because I, I know at the beginning of the pandemic when they started announcing they were going to do. This, this technology. I'm like, well, why would we choose this thing that's unproven at this point? Why would we do that where we're in this situation? Why wouldn't we just create a vaccine as we've known them to be? Uh, even though you and I know those are just as non-efficacious, <laughs> but I'm saying, why would we make this leap? Because that seems like a big gamble to do. And um, I remember I don't have the clip here but uh, you know the the uh, CEO of Moderna was 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 speaking uh, to uh, I believe it was a investor meeting or something like that and he was saying you know we should really be thankful for the pandemic because you know it's enabled us to be able to introduce this technology that really if if we tried to introduce this Outside of a, a a global emergency, the the public wouldn't allow us to do it.
3: Nobody would take it. Yeah, like you know. It. Well,
0: number one, we, we we wouldn't be able to. I think he even mentioned we wouldn't be able to call it vaccination because it's a gene therapy. Uh, which it's not but even a gene therapy. It's not even a gene therapy. That's the, it's that's all the
3: propaganda. That's the disguise
0: on the disguise.
3: It's the propaganda. Yeah. So you will have you take the next shot? This technology
0: does not. So do we want to hear this conclusion clip here? Yes, let's go ahead. All right, let's do that, that here.
3: Conclusion. If you haven't gotten yet, maybe yeah. then this last clip, you get it. All
0: right.
2: In order to uh, make this claim, you would have had to have uh, isolate. So there's the steps would be, because he's claiming this spike protein is part of a virus. It's a naturally occurring protein. In order to do that, in order to make that claim, you would first have to isolate and purify the virus, right? So now you have electron microscope proven uh, only virus. Mm -hmm. Then you go and biochemically characterize it and find that you find this protein in those particles, right? Now you've proven that there is a protein called a spike protein then you show that antibodies are specific meaning they only react to that protein not to any other protein right if you through, do that then you can a, through a,
4: through an, a controlled ELISA test meaning testing it yeah. five or ten different antigens and seeing that it reacts only to that one
2: right mm-hmm. in other words it's it's specific to that in other words there's no possible reaction right to any damaged tissue, any other proteins, any other antigens. And uh, if he has done that or can point us to studies, I think we would agree that that's true. But as far, and I know how well you've looked into this, there is no study
4: like that. No, absolutely none.
0: There's no study like dun,
3: that. Dun, dun.
0: <laughs> Mic drop. <laughs> I, I can't get the, I, the, the rim shot sound effect is gone off this thing right now. I got. Oh. Yeah, that would have been a nice one to put in there. Um, so I don't. I mean, I think. Uh, yeah, that really hammers home, and it really, it, it really is alarming when you think that this is what they want—the future of uh, vaccination, which is already a uh, you know a fool's errand—and and now they they're basically changing the entire game and using. The name of the previous faux remedy, Mm -hmm. you know, which at least had effective marketing. Now, now they don't even have marketing, but they're using the marketing. And the the uh, fake uh, history they've built up over, you know, uh, what, since the, the the 50s, right?
3: I think it's since the 1800s, right, when...
0: Uh, well, Enders, I'm saying Enders created that in the 50s, I believe it was, when uh, uh, he... Uh, oh,
3: that was the the whole virology sciences started in the 50s, right? He couldn't prove his uh, yeah, they could, his they experiment, couldn't. and then he said, oh, it's too small to see us, so we'll just And, and still, they couldn't get any animals to get sick. It's the virus. <laughs>
0: so. So, uh,
3: Which again, if you remember from other episodes, virus means poison.
0: It does. So, so anything else that you want to comment on on this, or
3: well, so you know, if you haven't, if you haven't take, taken the shot, good for you, right? You know, now it's a toxic bomb. You can understand that if there's no no virus, then there can be a spike protein. Because, you know, if the spike protein is part of the virus, if there's no virus, there's no spike protein, right? The whole thing has been made in silico, has been made in the lab, added with other toxin cocktails. Not productive, not protective, no reason for you to take it. Um, you know, there's also the question of people talking about transmission of people that have... Oh, what's going on? People talking about, you know... You take the shot, and then you transmit this to other people. I think that is highly unlikely, and I will share the article where uh, Stefano talks more about this process, Um, and he says, well, if if your body is storing this thing, and it's really hard to get rid of because it's so small, it's in the organs— how in the world would you be transmitting it, right? Like it would be extremely difficult. Which that leads me to uh, the news we heard this week
0: with Doctor Buttar.
3: With Doctor Buttar, because Doctor Buttar, the 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 history, and actually he he's passed away, May eighteenth, and he was one of the first doctors I heard about. That was doing chelation and detoxification of these heavy metals that were being injected in the childhood vaccine schedule. He had a child that had developed autism that had been vaccine injured. And he recovered him by applying treatments that would actually bind to the heavy metals in the body. They also get stored in really hard to excrete and help these children actually let go of those toxins and give their bodies a chance to repair and recover.
0: Yeah, it, it was so interesting. Um, it was Saturday when I I, I saw on uh, I think it was Twitter that that he'd passed away because literally the day before, I was um, I, I I think I was seeing something. I saw an old clip, not of him, but just an old clip from the beginning of the pandemic, and it made me think of the disinformation dozen you remember the disinformation dozen yes. uh, uh, Jen Psaki and them you know labeled all, a lot of these these uh, individuals uh, primarily from the the um, vaccine you know safety side you know the dell big trees the mm-hmm. the rfk juniors all of them mm-hmm. and and uh, he uh um and then literally the uh, um it made me think of of him And the next day I get this thing in the feed saying that he'd passed away because, and I was thinking literally even that morning, you know, I wonder what happened to him. You know, where, where, where did he go? He was so outspoken at the beginning of the pandemic. You know, he was talking a lot about 5G mm-hmm. uh, and whatnot and uh, um, how that could be a factor in uh, pushing um, illness, you know, as far as people in these densely populated areas mm-hmm. and whatnot. And, uh, and he's not one to mince words. You know, Buttar was probably one of the most, um, I mean, he's very bold You know, uh, he he was
3: a major in the army. He was in the Gulf War, yeah, and he actually watched uh, the troops burn down those uh, oil reservoirs.
0: Oh yeah, uh, yes. They
3: were saying in Kuwait that it was the the Muslims that did it, or the Iraqis that did it, but apparently. It was the other side.
0: Well, it was so weird, and so uh, there was a few clips just to kind of paint the picture here. Uh, this was one today that um, I came across from uh, Brian Rose. Uh, his...
3: Before we play, though, just wanted to say uh, to just you know I'll close the uh, the argument here that if you have not taken the shot, great for you. If you have. Dr Buttar's work has helped you know thousands of people, children, adults to detoxify from this horrendous um yeah he had a, he had
0: a protocol didn't he?
3: yeah, and he has he he had a conference happening actually this weekend oh really you know, his yearly conference he's had they they had it in person even throughout the pandemic It was happening this weekend and they they actually canceled uh, the conference due to what just transpired. Uh, but he's been just, has made an enormous contribution in that front and his work, I hope will live on again. He was one of those that I'm not for sure, maybe believe the virus. He was a DO, right? Medical, uh, trained, uh, and maybe believe the virus was the thing. Um, and so, some some people are actually saying, "Well, it's fake. He didn't die. He probably went to what is it, David Bowie's island? <laughs> 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 you know? uh, maybe the white hats took him. Who knows?" But again, I am I am extremely grateful for his work and how he was able to help so many children. That had been vaccine injured.
0: Well, I have a couple of clips uh, that I just think are interesting because you know he actually uh, he actually put out there just recently that he believed he was poisoned. Um, but but let's play this first one from London Real, uh, which is Brian Rose's uh, uh, podcast and organization, uh, which which is interesting. If you don't know Brian Rose, look him up on Instagram. He's got a pretty good. Uh, Uh, Program. He's kind of like a Joe Rogan of the UK, although he is an American, but he lives in the UK. Um. So here, let's let's uh, play this.
2: Anything kills over 10 million people in the next few decades. It's most likely to be a highly infectious virus.
6: If you can't predict the market tomorrow or the next day, you can't predict the lottery numbers a week out. How can you predict if there's gonna be a pandemic? Believe me, if we could predict stuff like that, then the world would be a much, much better place for all of humanity.
4: Let's talk about this vaccine solution because it's all we're hearing now is that this is the answer. Once everyone gets vaccinated, you can fly, you can go back to work, you can go to public places. And it's it's the only word I hear.
6: The WHO is trying to decide on a strategy, a marketing campaign, I believe was a term that they used, to increase physician confidence in the vaccinations when you have to have a marketing campaign to increase their confidence because of dwindling confidence in the vaccine industry you know that there's something that doesn't smell right i believe that there's thousands and thousands of doctors worldwide that feel this way they're just not being represented because the media is definitely trying to prevent Information from getting out.
4: I think you bring up a great point, and that's that's this point of of censorship. You know, when I started even mentioning the word vaccination, I got shut down more than when I started questioning the classification of COVID 19 deaths.
6: How many safety studies have been done by the US government to assess the efficacy and safety of vaccines? I'll, I'll save you some time. Zero. It's the US government that you're suing because of a vaccine injury. We are having to fight our own government because we've been injured by something that they've mandated that's been made by a company or companies that are vested in making unbelievable, God awful amounts of money with no liability. It's not about me guys. I care about my kids and I care about your kids and I care about all the future kids, because we're talking about the future of the human race and what they're doing is committing the greatest atrocity, the greatest crime against mankind that has ever been committed because of the stupidity of the human species. So we have to rise up right now. We have to make this change. Now we have to wake up. We have to realize what's happening because the planet's survival, literally the human species survival is at stake.
0: All right. Well, you know, Brian puts a little melodramatic music there, but yes. I mean, but but I do think it 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 hits home there. Um, yeah. you know, he like I said, you could tell he's a very bold personality, he's not mincing words. But uh that led me to um we had posted in our uh our Telegram channel that uh he actually believed that uh he was poisoned and uh let me let me play this clip which he apparently recorded on uh this uh, uh, this woman's podcast, which uh, is on Rumble, and ironically, I cannot find the uh, the actual podcast. But but let's listen to this one specific clip here. He he, he thought that he was poisoned when he after he uh, appeared on CNN on an interview with CNN. So let's let's listen
3: nice. to that.
6: You know, the, I went through a very difficult personal health challenge a few months. Ago. I was in the ICU. I had been poisoned with the 200 times the amount of what's in the vaccinations. And I've said publicly, you know, you'd have to shoot me in the head with lead, um, i.e. a bullet, because I'm never going to take the vaccine. So I was actually intentionally poisoned. And part of it was, I I believe, right before that or right after that CNN interview. Um, But regardless of what happened, uh, the the message I want people to know is remember the, the importance of exercising free will and then also as a default, as a backup, slow down, and remember that god is in control.
0: Yeah, so so uh that was uh Laura Lynn Tyler Thompson. That's her channel, but I could not find it on uh Rumble. I could find other channels for her. We obviously want to link back to her if possible, but uh, uh I might have a little bit of a challenge finding that particular clip. Um but then, you know, really if we look at then uh, I didn't even realize he had he had been on uh CNN, and uh, that was an interesting um, conversation that he had with, uh, with a re- reporter at CNN because they splice in, you know, try to make him look mm-hmm. bad. Um, but let's just take a quick listen on that particular interview here.
1: Sources tell CNN that the U.S. Food and Drug Administration is planning on allowing Americans to receive a different coronavirus vaccine for their booster shots than their original dose. This comes after the NIH presented research last week showing it was safe to mix boosters and mixing and matching actually revved up immune response. Also tonight, we have new data about vaccinations. According to the CDC, 57.1% of the U.S. population is vaccinated. That's about 189 million people, 22.8% or about 65 million people of the eligible population are not vaccinated, and 35 states have vaccinated more than one half of their residents. Meanwhile, all across the country, high-profile doctors, physicians who went to medical school, are persuading people not to get the COVID vaccine, to ignore health measures like wearing masks. You're about to hear exclusively from one doctor who makes frightening statements about COVID and the vaccine that are wrong. But we think it's important for the public to hear his beliefs together with the truth because he and other high-profile physicians who deny the facts collectively reach millions of Americans. While the vast majority realize it's B.S., a dangerous number of people believe the lies. Here's CNN Senior Investigative Correspondent Drew Griffin.
5: Dr. Rashid Batar at one time had more than a million followers and is considered one of the top spreaders of disinformation about COVID-19. More people
6: are dying from the COVID vaccine than from COVID.
5: That is not true. Neither is his tweet that the Red Cross won't accept blood from people who have had the COVID-19 vaccine. He posted most who took COVID vaccines will be dead by 2025. But his biggest whopper is the overarching conspiracy theory that COVID was a planned operation, which was politically motivated as part of a secret global plot to depopulate the Earth. You believe the pandemic was planned? I do. Okay. But you don't know by whom? I have no idea. And you don't know why?
6: Well, I I suspect that there's the research that's coming now that would indicate that it's probably something to reduce the population or, or minimize reproduction rates. To...
5: It would be laughable if it wasn't so dangerous. Bataar compares COVID and the vaccine to World War II and Dr. Anthony Fauci to Adolf Hitler.
6: Fauci is a criminal. You talk about Hitler? Okay, well,
5: whoever d- Dr. Fauci is in your mind, he is a Government bureaucrat, and you're comparing him to Hitler. Well, I mean... To Nazis. I I am. Who killed six million Jews.
6: I think this is, this number is going to be higher.
5: You think Dr. Fauci is involved in some kind of plot to kill millions of people. I just want to make sure I understand this. Again,
6: Drew, I'm a reasonable person. You're asking me what I think, and I said it could be this, but I can tell you that Dr. Fauci is not an innocent bystander. He's very well aware of what he's doing and the extent of it and his involvement, I don't know. I'm not privy to that information.
5: As atrocious as Dr. Batar's fake conclusions and conspiracy theories are, he is just one of the doctors, spreading dangerous COVID disinformation to millions of people across social media, according to the Center for
2: Countering Digital Hate. Let's be absolutely clear. Lies cost lives in a pandemic. If you're encouraging people not to vaccinate, you will cause people to lose their lives.
5: Butar is encouraging people to distrust life-saving vaccines. And like other disinformers, he is using false twisted information and unproven conspiracies to do it. Do you think the COVID vaccine works?
6: Um, I think that the COVID vaccine is very effective at what it was designed for perhaps, but it's not preventing death, certainly not.
5: It's not preventing death? No. Even faced with indisputable facts, Buttar doubles down on his belief that life-saving vaccines are more dangerous than the virus itself.
6: People don't die from COVID. You've already seen the data. So why are we getting a vaccine that causes more deaths than the problem itself?
5: 6.34 billion doses of this vaccine have been given. If you're right, people will be dropping dead all around this hotel.
6: It's not orchestrated to do that. Each it's vaccine, not orchestrated to do each that. Each vaccine has been geared up. So, you can look at the ingredients of the vaccines themselves. It's all been published.
5: Complete the sentence. Each vaccine has been geared up for what? Well, the, there's each, a time Each vaccine,
6: is, each vaccine is designed, it appears to be different. I don't know the details because I'm not a vaccine developer. Scientific corruption.
5: Because of his disinformation, Batar has been removed from Facebook and Instagram, but he's still going strong on Twitter, Telegram and his own website, all filled with falsehoods. On September 5th, you retweeted a photo of a AstraZeneca packaging that seems to indicate the vaccine was made in 2018. That picture that you retweeted was a doctored photo. It was fake.
6: Perhaps it was fake, but- Why would you do that? So Drew, let me ask you something. You're saying it's not reasonable to question the same agencies that have resulted in numerous deaths, i.e., the FDA. It's reasonable to
5: ask questions. Uh, what I don't understand is how you get from your asking questions to your belief. You had 1.2 million followers at one point. Yes. They got false information from you. Not, not correct or challenging medical information. They got a, a doctored photo.
6: If I sent a tweet out of a picture that was doctored and I didn't know about it, I'm not perfect. Maybe I did
5: make that mistake. But I'm not making mistakes on the numbers. The very latest vaccine studies show they remain 90% effective in preventing hospitalization and death. Batar tells his followers it is the vaccine that is the danger.
6: We already see thousands of people dying. This Delta variant is all vaccine injury. I mean, the, the CDC's own data is showing that now.
5: That's just not true. I,
6: I don't mean, want it's... to be part of this mass genocide that I see happening. And I think that what's going on right now will be remembered as a worst time in history compared to what World War II happened.
3: God, that was so difficult to listen to. It was just...
0: Yeah, it, I mean, it, but I mean, I think you can see when when you the way they engineer that. I mean, you can see when, when they're really interested in just interviewing with someone and understanding their ideas and whatnot. It's a totally different interview, and then there's one where they're literally gearing it up to make them look as bad as possible. Actually, I thought he did a fairly good job. Uh,
3: I mean, I was just
2: wondering why in the world would he go to CNN? To CNN. <laughs> you know.
3: Well, I mean,
0: he was like you said, he was a soldier. You know, he he would just get out there and and put the message out wherever he could get it. You know what they say? Even bad publicity is good publicity because there's yeah. people who who watch CNN that know CNN's full of shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they may not be aware of who who he is. Mm-hmm. So, but it's just interesting. He because he's saying if if it, from that previous clip, he's saying he thought that he was potentially poisoned at that visit, and you know, here. he was, he was a, a fit guy. I mean, we, we, uh, watched him. I mean, I mean, again, you don't, you never know what, uh, health challenges anyone has, but I mean, he was, uh, uh a very fit guy. He was constantly, uh, 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 talking to the community, you know, like literally, uh, every day he would have a live stream member at mm-hmm. the beginning of the pandemic. Yeah. Um, and he looked very, uh, uh, I shouldn't say very, he looked, he looked emaciated in that clip with the, the woman where he mentioned the poisoning, uh, but he didn't look like near death. Uh, so uh, it was really intriguing that uh, uh, he did pass away here. Very Again, sad. it could
3: be a David Bowie's Island. It could be a <laughs> David Bowie's But, Island. you know, just to summarize everything we talked about, just remember and they were even talking about that in the CNN interview about efficacy, 90% efficacy. Efficacy meaning they measure that by immunogenicity. Which does not mean protection. It means toxicity. Yeah. Okay? (laughs) Remember that.
0: Yes, remember that. All right. Well, so, Fabi, anything else on this episode today? Or do you think we've wrapped it up pretty well? I
3: think we've wrapped it up. If you need to listen once, twice, thrice, how many times? We'll share the sources in the show notes so you can go directly to where we got this information and do your own research
0: sounds good and uh, remember to continue the conversation in our group on telegram at the collective resistance podcast or follow us on twitter at tcrp12 fabi what do you want to tell everybody
3: hey everybody thanks for listening stay healthy stay safe and stay curious